This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Circuit of Success, and thank you for joining me. You know, it's been said that success comes to those who wait, but I believe the opposite. I believe that it's earned with the right attitude, a great belief system, and action every single day. When you mix that in with faith, courage, discipline, and most importantly, a vision, that's when greatness happens. Now let's dive right in to this week's guest. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today... We have a guest. I've read a lot of this guy's books. I'm excited for everybody to hear him today. Gary Ryan Blair. How you doing today? My man, I'm doing well, Brett. How about yourself? I'm doing great, thanks. Let's spend a little time if we can, I guess, first and uh, let everybody know that Gary is a man of his word. He left his house uh, in Florida last Thursday and traveled to upstate New York to his home up there as well uh, with its family still committed to doing the podcast today had to get out of hurricane irma tell us about that man i appreciate you being here today and appreciate that and prayers back to all the family and friends you got back in florida <laughs> well you know it's it's one of those things man you uh sometimes you, you roll the dice and you, you hope it hope it works out but uh, you know listen we thought it was coming to miami it, it wound up taking a, a crazy turn coming over to the west coast and uh we we were one of the fortunate ones to get out early so uh, everybody's safe and sound, and we'll find out what kind of damage we've got probably in the next day or two. But right now, it's uh, business as usual. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad it's business as usual for you, so that's good. So, so why don't you, Gary, take, uh, take us back and kind of what's made you the man you are today and fill our listeners in that maybe haven't seen your stuff, uh, who, who you are and what's helped you become the man you are today. For me, I guess the whole story starts off in, uh, in, in Long Island. It's a classic um, lower-middle-class family where my dad was a blue-collar guy. He had a, a vending business, and this is one of the things I've kind of an early lesson I learned in life, but we had Tropicana and, and candy bars and, and Pepsi machines where my dad would actually go all over Long Island and actually fill these things up, and that was kind of a large part of my upbringing. And anything to do with quarters, nickels, and dimes, my dad was in, so we had car washes and, <laughs> and laundry mats and so forth. But I, one of the earliest lessons I learned in life was he used to say, Listen, he says, I, I may not be the most intelligent guy in the room. He says, but one thing I do know is that when we're sitting here eating dinner, somebody's putting a quarter in one of those machines. Somebody's going through a car wash. Somebody's going through this. So he had taught me the importance of, of continuity income, if you will, early on in life. And, and I've built that into every business model I've been involved with. But I, I probably jumped, a, jumped the gun a little bit. But uh, in, in all honesty, my, my folks were, were, were believers in, in getting the kids working and, and teaching them accountability and responsibility at an early age. So you know, I've been working and, and, and making it happen probably since I'm five, six, seven years old. But uh, as, as time had gone on, I wanted to play in football at Syracuse University with the intent of playing pro ball. And while that did not work out, so because my shoulder and uh, knee wound up getting some a few <laughs> a few operations, and I was not was no yeah. longer uh, physically viable to move that move in that direction. But I had um, when I was in college, I actually started the first long distance phone business for the collegiate market. And in the early 80s, you had a whole bunch of interconnects, MCI, AT&T, uh, obviously uh, RCI, and just, it, the list was endless, all tell. And I was really one of the, the only ones, if you will, that, that really focused and catered towards the collegiate market. And it was just that, collegiate telephony services. And I had built that business up over the course of about four or five years and flipped that in my early 20s to MCI. So I was able to cash out at a very early age and uh, with, with a decent amount of money in my pocket. As a matter of fact, I was able to wow. achieve millionaire status at 24. From there, basically, I, I've, I've gotten involved in a number of different businesses. But I, I, here's where the things kind of changed for me. Uh, and, and you know what Robert Kiyosaki has, that rich dad, poor dad? I oh, yeah. Had my, yep. I, it's not so much I had a rich dad, poor dad. I had kind of like a blue-collar, white-collar dad is probably the best way for me to describe it. My father was kind of nuts and bolts and getting you know down and dirty and 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 I love that work ethic and that's still a large part of my DNA, but uh, you know I started to meet people who operated differently and who thought differently and honestly you know we're working in financial services working in training working in consulting and, and just doing things that were outside of of my normal day to day way of thinking and doing things, and strangely enough I dated a gal whose father was vice president Dale Carnegie. And this is kind of where this whole industry took off for me. 
to fast track this, these, this guy was fantastic. Uh, Paul put me through the, the Dale program. I've got certified on that, understood it back and forth. I trained for the, on the sales program, management, leadership, and all our communication programs. And then I you know, kind of went off on my own. I started to do some work with Brian Tracy when he kicked off his uh, psychology of selling. I uh, did a, a very similar, ran kind of a, a part, part of the organization for Stephen Covey with his seven habits and also did some work with Tom Peters. So I was able to, to be wow. mentored by some good men with some, all of them with, you know, uh, at the top of their game, all with best-selling books, all, you know, growing and, and, and to be kind of in the eye of the storm of each one of those really, really gave me quite an education. So I'm very fortunate for that. And, you know, then I, I went off on my own, started the goals guy, and it's, it's been a good run since then. Well, you've been around some of the best, just hearing that right there. So uh, congrats to you to take the rest to get on those teams and, and learn from those folks. That's great. So let, let's talk about – I want to dive in really quickly to the 100-day challenge. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, you'll talk about the dates, the importance of the 100-day challenge. But I want to talk about – so why did you start that? Why did you start the 100-day challenge? Once you tell our listeners in on what it is and why you started it. You know, here's the deal. Um, my business model, I, I tell folks, it, it kind of looks like um, it, it looks like Popeye's girlfriend. It's a long, tall drink of water. Uh, you know, I wanted to <laughs> own and dominate, if you will, this whole category on goal setting and what I call basically rapid goal achievement. How, so one of the things I learned early in life is how do you get big things done fast rather than spend your life doing small things slow? And I think that's a really important skill set to learn. And where the 100-day challenge basically came into, into play was this. I was looking at the annual marketing calendar, and I knew the type of program I wanted to create, but I needed the sweet spot. I needed the name, but I needed the launch date. And I, I just – honestly, it was, it was a lot of trial and error, and finally I hit on it. But here's the deal. We have an annual marketing calendar, and it's very predictable. And this is the thing about it. They call them evergreen events. This is Christmas. This is Thanksgiving. This is Halloween. This is uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Grandfather's Day, Martin Luther King. All of these things are evergreen events that are going to happen on specific days, even Groundhog Day. So I was obsessed with the idea of I needed my own Groundhog Day. So September 22nd was it. September 22nd begins the final 100-day sprint of the year. I went out of my way. I actually, Some guy actually owned the domain and paid a decent amount of money for it. And I set out to build a brand that focused in on, on a whole program that was designed to teach people rapid execution skills and how to finish the year strong. And from the minute that we launched it, it has been nothing but green lights and, uh, and a sprint. So it, it's been a good run for seven years now. So, and you mentioned it right here, so I want to ask the question, but how, how do you finish the year strong, right? So you've got those people that are listening. Some of them are at or above goal. Um, I don't know if you would agree with this. Probably so. Most people are at or below goal, right? Yeah. Whatever that goal is, whatever industry they're in, how do you finish the year strong and change the habits that you may have created the first, you know, nine and a half months? Yeah, it, that's, that's a real good point. You know, let me just use a couple of adjectives because this, this may be actually helpful. Everybody at the end of the day, they want to be they want to be skinny, happy, and rich. I mean, they want to be in good shape. They want to have, you know, a certain level of happiness in in, in their career and their relationships, and they they want to have some money. I got it. But if you look at society as a whole, those adjectives are entirely different. It's fat. It's bloated. For many people, it's broke. And uh, listen, we're an overly medicated society where I, I yeah. think that there's there's a lot of things going on there. So there's a big disconnect between what people say they want and what they actually have. That's what you basically call the gap, if you will, the execution gap. There's a big difference between saying or knowing something and actually doing it. So my focus really is really is on closing the gap and teaching people those, those rapid execution skills. But in answer to your question, how do you get somebody to finish strong if they're already below target? Here's, here's really what it comes down to. It's two words. You've got to get serious. You've got to wake up, become an adult, look at your results, and realize that what you are currently doing is not producing a desirable result. And if you continue along the same course of action that puts you in an uncomfortable, or should we say, in a, in a position where you're already below target after 265 days have expired, and if you continue to go along that path, uh, no one can help you if you don't help yourself. So you've got to wake up, realize that your current strategy is not working, and decide to make some corrective changes. Now, those changes really are going to fall under two strategies. You're going to do things differently, or you're going to do different things. Now, there's tremendous wisdom in that little statement right there. But ultimately, yep. to finish the year strong, you're going to do things differently or you're going to do different things. And I believe it's a combination of both. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So let's let's talk about those habits and rituals. I'm a huge believer in habits and rituals. In fact, I just posted today on my Instagram page. Um, I, you know, and we've we've all heard this in different in different forms. But successful people do what unsuccessful people aren't willing to do daily, right? And I think the key to that is daily. So let's talk about the rituals and habits, even in your own life, but those that you've coached and, you know, you've had, what, 500,000 companies that have gone through this 100-day challenge. You've got 35,000 people already signed up to take it this starting this September 22nd and beyond. Um, huge numbers. What have you found that have made people the most successful in their life? You know, here's the thing. You cannot change your results. You can increase or move exponentially. Whether it's whether we're talking about goals or even improving your financial situation, doesn't matter what it is, until and unless you change your beliefs. The fact is, highly successful people, it's not only that they're doing different things. They think better. They think differently. They think re- without restriction, if you will. So as an example, um, listen, there's a lot of people in life who settle for small, marginal, incremental growth, 1%, 2%, 4% increase, or so forth. You know as well as I, we're living in a day and time. If you look at whether it's a cryptocurrencies or a lot of stuff, there are some phenomenal gains that are happening uh, that, that we've never seen before. It's possible to grow at an exponential rate. And we see this happening in so many different areas. Just to, to, maybe it's worth maybe taking a right turn in order to come back. Let's look at a program like P90X. There are some people who have been waiting or trying for 20, for 20 years to lose 20 pounds, and they think it's funny, and they'll set the same bloody resolution come January 1st. But here's the deal. P90X basically has proven through a what you would call an extreme or radical execution program, exercise program, that you can go from fat and flabby, overweight, okay, with high diabetes, and a whole host of other things, to look fantastic, to look 20 years younger, to lose the weight and be absolutely fit and firm and muscular in as little as 90 days. They have proven it. It's possible to have a radical body transformation in 90 days. I was a consultant for Extreme Home Makeover, and a large part of that program was, was understanding this one key thing, was that what they wanted – that whole business model was, was built on the concept of massive cause equals massive effect, that if you accelerate the causative agents, the behavior, the attitudes, the people, the activities, and so forth, that you could exponentially increase, or should we say shorten and condense the amount of time it takes in order to get an outcome. In this case, it takes maybe on average 175, 200 days to build a 2,500-square-foot a, a home. They were doing it in seven days. So if you ask most people, could you build a house in seven days, most people say, no, it's an impossibility. And you know what? Right. It, it, it's, it is possible. It can be done. But it's going to require, like I said, doing things differently or doing different things. And that's a, the, what's one of many key points. But So we talked about beliefs. Here's another component of it. It really comes down to your own personal philosophy. And for me, Everything Counts is the, the book that I had written. And I have incorporated that into the 100-Day Challenge. And the premise of it is very simple. That it's the, the, the idea being is that Everything counts from the standpoint of what are the things that drive results? What is it that separates every single human being? And it's really only three things. It's what you think, it's what you say, and it's what you do. Everything else is all the same. We all have lungs, kidneys. You know, we all have a small, small and large you know, um, intestines. We, we all have basically the same function, same body components all inside. Those are the only things that separate every single human being. So we have to understand is that every single thing that we think, say, and do is either going to take us north, drive us in the direction of our goals, or take us south. And what I teach in the 100-Day Challenge is that there is, there's only two directions to move in life. Even though a compass will tell you you can go east and west, the reality is when it comes to life, there's only north and south. Look at your money for just a moment. Your money is only going to go north and south. Your weight is going to go north and south. Your cholesterol level is going to go north and south. You go into a deposit or go into a bank, you can make a deposit or withdrawal. You go in and you meet somebody, it's either going to complement or compromise. It's, it's going to add or subtract. It's just the way that it goes. Life is a series of either you are either moving north in the direction of your goals or south away from them. So what I teach and the whole idea behind Everything Counts is that everything you think, say, and do must take you north in the direction of your goals. So north is that navigator star. It's Polaris. It's the brightest star up in the heavens. And the beautiful part about it is north never changes. So you want to use that as a navigational tool. So it's so important for you to identify what does your north star look like? What is it that you are moving towards or aspiring to become? And make sure that everything is in alignment with that. 
So to compress time and to, and to fast-track all of this, we, we really have to look at it from, from the idea being is that everything is either going to compress or expand time. So to, to give it a, a different perspective and maybe to, to, to lay maybe a football kind of strategy around this, everybody has a choice in life to play a certain type of strategy, and there's really only two. There's offense and defense. Offensive strategy is the single best thing that you can do to, to accelerate your performance. And what does that look like? We're talking about execution. We're talking about discipline. We're talking about focus. We're talking about anything that moves the ball forward. Defense. Listen, last week, Sunday, uh, Nadal just won his third in, in uh, yeah. U.S. Open as well as a 16th big title. If you sit back and look at it and say, why didn't Dahl win and why did you know, this other guy, Kyle, I forgot his name already, Wilkinson perhaps, uh, lose? Why, how come Federer's not in the game? How come this or that and everything else? And it comes down to two words, unforced errors. And unforced errors are mistakes that people make on their own. In tennis, basically, it's, it's not that your opponent won because they were so dominant. Very often, people give their opponent the game because they hit the ball on the head and then the net. They hit it long. They hit it wide or whatever the case might be. Well, in life, we have a tendency, the reason why we lose or don't fast-track our goals because we procrastinate, because we're apathetic, because uh, we're maybe slow on the draw, maybe indecisive, uh, don't follow through. All of those, as well as many others, are unforced errors, acts of th- that – quite frankly, are like you're throwing a landmine in front of yourself and, and limiting your own performance. So you have to look at it from the idea that are you playing offense or defense? Are you, are you doing everything you can in order to fast-track that, you know, uh, your agenda your, to, and move as quickly as you can towards your goals? Got it. So let's talk about this. So I got basically it's September, what is it, September 12th. So uh, we've got 110 days left in the year. So what do I need to do in the next 10 days to get ready for the last – hundred days. Help me become the best version of Brett by the end of the year. Yeah. The first thing you need to do is really need to take inventory of your current status, current position. What were the goals that you set at the beginning of the year and where are you currently right now? And you've got to identify the gap or even if you're ahead of the game, but look at it this way. And this is what I love about sports. On this day right now being the 12th that you and I are speaking, heck, you know, Everyone's going to be in one of three positions. They're going to be ahead of target, they're going to be on target, or they're going to be below target. The only difference is percentages. And depending on where you are is all dependent upon how good or how well you execute. That's it. End of story. It's as simple as that. So you need to look at your results and, and, and realize that behavior never lies. The results, those are the numbers. This is exactly what you've been able to achieve so far year to date. And take good, solid inventory. So as an example, if your goal was to achieve $400,000 this year in revenue, that's what you wanted to make, by, by the time you get to heck, October 1st, if you want to break it down truly in three or four quarters, you should be at $300,000. Right now, you should be a little bit, maybe a little bit below that. Are you even close to it? Do you even stand a chance? <laughs> Is there a widening gap? Yep. So once you identify the gap, then it's a matter of just sitting down and saying to yourself, okay, truly, is this possible? And my feeling is, you know what? Yes, it is. There's still time on the clock. There's a lot of things that you can do as long as you're willing to adjust, to adjust your strategies and do a number of things differently. But the biggest one is to grow up and to get serious and just realize that the clock is ticking. So let, let me speak to this. I'm a big believer that time is money. So the first thing that I do with everybody, especially if it's a salesperson or an entrepreneur, is I tell them, listen, I said, if you want to understand what true democracy is, I said, just pull out a piece of paper and write this number down, 525,600. That is the number of minutes in a year. That is time. Time is the only democratic resource that exists on this planet. It's the only one that has ever existed and will ever exist because it is completely right across the board. Everyone has the exact same amount of time when they wake up each day, when they start off each year. Now, if you take that number and you sit back and say to yourself, what is your time worth? Well, make it real simple. If you make a dollar per minute, you're going to make 525600 If you're going to make a million dollars a year, your time is worth $1.92 per minute. If you're going to make $50,000 per year, I'll tell you right now, your time is worth $0.09 cents per minute. That's just the way the math works out, and everybody can do that. The single best thing that you can do is to understand that the value of each individual minute, because you're either going to waste it or you're going to maximize it. So once you get a financial number associated with how much time is left on the clock, 
then things start to take some serious perspective. Then you start to sit back and say to yourself, you know what? I have got to play a strong offense, but even more importantly, I have got to focus in on the highest and best use of my time. And the best way that I could describe that to you is this. Again, go to professional sports. You have to look at – I look for what I call models of perfection, and I love – when I see football, baseball, basketball, golf, any of these things, because their models are based on truly what, what I think is probably the single best business model that you and I could ever have, and that is this. Look at LeBron James. He doesn't do the laundry. He doesn't drive the bus. He doesn't buy the tickets. He's not mopping the floor. LeBron James essentially is doing two things. He is practicing, and he is performing. That's it. That's it. There's an entire ecosystem yep. designed to allow him to focus in on his core strengths. The key thing that you and I need to be able to take around this is we need to break this down to the essential, to the key priorities. What are the key bottom line activities that are going to drive ROI? And that's not a long list. So what it means is you have to, that means that the strategy number two is you've got to decide what you're going to say no to. And here's the kicker. The true success in life requires a very short yes list and a very long no list. The problem with most people is they have it just reversed. It's reverse engineered. They say yes to everything and no to anything, yep. and they wonder why they're not focused and not getting the results they want. So you've got to be very selfish. You've got to really narrow the focus, realize that the clock is ticking. There's only, listen, there's only so much time on the clock in order for you to finish strong. And if you're really going to do this, we've got to realize that every single second and minute counts, and it does. Well, it's the same. It's the age-old question, right? What would you do? what you're doing right now if you knew that it cost X dollars, right? So if I know it's 525,600 minutes left in the or for the whole year, would I be wasting that time on social media or wasting the time doing God knows whatever we all do if you actually apply a dollar amount to it? That's a big deal. That's a big takeaway. It's got to be a result-generating activity. That's just the way that it goes. And uh, I'll, I'll, there's a lot of time wasted, I agree, on social media and a, and a number of other things. So let's talk about the circuit of success. I know you've got your uh, circle of excellence, and I've got my circuit of success, so they're, they're probably very similar. But let's talk about mine, that, and you've talked about some of them already today, which is, which is great because we're, we're so in line with what we're talking about here. Uh, but first in the top rung is attitude. When you hear the word attitude, what comes, uh, what comes to mind for you? Choice. Uh, you know, that's the beautiful part about it. You, you have a choice. And you can decide. Now, here's, to me, here's the best thing, because I think you're going to love this. The theme of the 100-day challenge, four words, start fast, finish strong. Let's stick with that for just a moment. We have to acknowledge and understand that every single day you're going to start and every day you're going to finish in the same way that every month, every day, every race, every quarter, every year, every project has a beginning, a middle, and an end. If you were to break it down and just look at it and ask yourself, what does your start look like? What are three adjectives to describe how you start your morning? And for a lot of people, it's slow, lethargic, and they, they've got to have three cups of coffee in order to make it happen. I believe very much the way – and listen, again, I, I'm all about rapid execution and driving radical results fast. This is what I get paid for. So yeah. it, there's an old ad that was on. It was for the for the army. It says, you know, we, we, this goes back to the 70s, man. And and it, I remember hearing when I was a kid, we get more done by before 6 a.m. than most people do all day. I've always loved that line. And you know what? That's exactly if you want to finish the year strong, you've got to start the day fast. And I promise you, you are going to start. What is the adjective that you're going to use? Is it going to be start slow, start mediocre, start average, start fast? The last part of yep. it is really powerful, is you always have a choice as to how you're going to finish. This is where the whole attitude comes in. Are you going to finish weak? Are you going to mail it in or what have you? So here's a great way of looking at it. When you say attitude, I also think of an exclamation mark. And I do believe that there's really only three ways from a grammar standpoint to end a sentence. It's with a period, with a question mark, or with an exclamation mark. And to me, you want to begin your day fast. Right out of the chute, you want to get some quick wins. And you want to do something for your mind, for your body, for your soul, for your business, whatever the case might be. But you want to get some quick wins and, and really get those natural endorphins working. And you want to put, start it with an exclamation mark. Send a message. And also, at the end of the day, that's got to be, you've got to close a sale. You've got to bring a project to closure. You've got to, in some way, shape, or form, you've got to put something in a nice bow. 
And too many people end the day weak. They end it with a series of question marks or periods, no, average, no big deal, you know, or a lot of open-ended questions. And, and to me, the last thing you ever want somebody to do is question your work ethic, question your character, question your ability to follow through to the end. Start fast, finish strong. That's a beautiful exclamation point to end that. So let's talk about your beliefs. Um, you know, I have, I've got about eight or nine things I believe to my core uh, that, you know, you and I could debate on all day long. They're going to be a lot of the same. But I think it's important that people have beliefs that, you, that they, nobody can rock you from those, right? And that's what's going to make you successful. It's one of the circuits of success. What would you say are the two or three beliefs that you believe to your core you have personally as a guy that, you know, starting at 24 years old and before that has been successful? What would you say those are? You know, it, it's funny. Uh, you actually even asked this question because I had this conversation with my son the other day, and I pulled up. Uh, Jalen Rose, a couple of years ago, he wound up uh, receiving an MVP for um, um, uh, for the NBA. And the reporter had asked him, you know, uh, did you ever think this was going to happen? And, and whatever the, he said, yeah, I, I did. I always thought it was going to happen. And, and and he said, I used to say to myself, uh, why can't I? And and I've been saying this to my kids for years. It was funny. I happened to stumble across this. But let me let me stick with that. Why can't you finish the year strong? Why can't you be in excellent physical shape? Why can't you have a great loving marriage? Why can't you have, a, have, a, have, a, have an abundant investment portfolio? Why can't you have a great network of friends? And, 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 and to me, that all of it begins with a belief. Why can't I be the best in my chosen profession, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, as to the area, the, the, the expertise, and the discipline that I choose to be in? And I think that's the, that's the belief that everybody needs to bring to the table. Why can't you do this or achieve this? And far too many of us, we, we, we settle or we sell ourselves on our own limitations and reasons and justifications as to why we can't, but... Until you start asking the opposite question, <laughs> why can't you do it? Um, right. I think that's a great way of looking at it. So that's one of one of many. But the, the other, the big one as it relates towards now we're talking about speed, it's just that. Is that while most people settle for small marginal incremental growth, my belief is real simple. There is nothing that there's nothing at all that prevents you from thinking bigger, from moving faster and doing different things. So look at it this way. I mean why should, I mean, if, if your kid comes home from school and they get an F on social studies, how long should it take in order for you to turn that F into an A? My answer is real simple, the next test. You know, if, if, you, have, if you have 10 pounds or 20 pounds you want to lose, why should it take five years or 10 years when you could lose that in 30 or 60 days? If you've got debt you want to pay off, you know, why should it have to be a long, slow, gradual process? Why don't you find a way to get it done fast? And, and the benefit of speed is this. Let's just look at it this way. Listen, it, homes, myself included, there's a lot of homes that are going to be damaged. How quickly do you want that stuff repaired? Do you want it repaired slow or do you want it fast? Of course you want it fast. fast. If you go into the doctor and the doctor says you've got cancer or diabetes or a heart issue, how fast do you want that taken care of? If you go in basically wind up you know, getting a DWI or whatever, the, I promise you, any problem that you have in life, you, there is an innate sense built inside your mind that says, I want to alleviate this problem quickly. So we, we have to realize that we're all in the business of conversion. Most people, because they think differently or think small, they perpetuate problems and prolong them forever. My feeling is, my God, just change the whole attitude and realize that accelerate. Why accelerate? Why not accelerate? Why decelerate? So do me a favor here. Define success for us. What's it mean to you? You know, it, it's personal for everybody, but for me, uh, <laughs> it is just being true and, and happy about the choices that I make. Um, and, and, and what I mean by that is, listen, I, I've gone out of my way to sit back and say, you know, what is a what is a good, solid family look like? What does a good marriage look like? What is a you know, a, what what do I expect from my body and everything else? And how do I make sure that I'm making choices that that lead me in that direction? Uh, I don't have anything more grandiose than that, but that's that's pretty much it. I mean, this but, is the ideal. This I think is what it comes I back to the choices. It, it is. It just it flat out is, and I stay true to those, and 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 that that really is a large part of it. I like it. So tell us a little bit about the uh, where people can enroll in the hundred day uh, challenge. Where can where can they find that? I mean, that is it. One hundred daychallenge dot com. You dial that in. And you could download your, a fantastic manifesto 
right out of the chute if we have an open enrollment by the time you get there. So that, that uh, manifesto that's going to show up is titled Unleash Your Greatness, and that's going to tell you everything you need to know about why you need to be challenged, why you need to push yourself, why you need to get outside your comfort zone and embrace inconvenience, and as a result of doing so, why you will achieve some extraordinary gains in your performance. So uh, you, you'll, everybody will dig that. But 100-day challenge. You go to the 100daychallenge.com, and then what's the investment of that? Uh, mind-boggling, $177. It's a great investment because I wanted to price it for the masses. $177, bucks, you're all in, and you can change your life. For $177, it seems like a no-brainer. What, um, let's talk about now the actions. I know we talked about rituals and habits earlier. Um, what would you say? You're, do you, are you a morning routine guy? I mean, do you have a way you start your day every day? Are you pretty scripted like that, or how do, how do you do that? You do, but you know, I want to I want to change something, and, and and I want to answer the question, but I want to use some different language. I'm not yeah. a big believer in what I would call habits or rituals. I, I goes around okay. the question. What I do is I, I question a lot of those things. So this is something that's taught in the 100 Day Challenge right out of the beginning, and it's basically I use the words intentional repetition. So let me focus in on that. What I want everybody to do is to understand is that life is a series of choices, and most of your choices are going to be repeatable choices. To me, they should be intentional repeated choices. So the best way to look at it is just this. What are, what are the acts that, are, that you could – you have to sit back and say to yourself that you are going to be very, very intentional about? For me, first thing yeah, – listen, I go through my own routine, I suppose, but I work out first thing in the morning six days a week. And I, the certain time I wake up, you know, I've got the clothes laid out the night before. I don't want to wake, disturb my wife or anything. So, um, you know, I pretty much got it. Go down and listen to something on the, um, on the, on an MP3 player as I'm, as I'm getting over to the gym, do my thing. There's a couple of guys, so I get some, some camaraderie. We, we work out together. And I give it everything I got. My philosophy when I work out is basically end on empty. By the time I get home, I get done with that workout, and this is a great philosophy for finishing strong. But I want to, I want to leave it all at the gym. I want to have the, is, I want to sweat and stink it up as much as I possibly can. But to come back to the two words, intentional repetition. Think about this. You know, what is it that you are going to be extremely intentional about? What are the actions that you're going to repeat again and again and again? So it's creating a system. You, you look at whether it's a McDonald's or Burger King or anything type, type things. These are, are systems that are based on intentional repetition, and they're documented. They're proven. They're validated. And if they're successful, they could be taught or presented towards another human being. In this case, I use for my kids, but also I build into the 100-day challenge uh, that people could use to, 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 to fast-track their own success. So let's talk also, that, and I think that's great perspective, by the way. So um, I, I like that. Leave it at the gym. I mean, you're right. I mean, because so many people, we just we don't do that, right? We just kind of go through the motions, or maybe we get up and, uh, you know, sometimes where I've been guilty of, you get up with just enough time to leave enough stress, and everybody's got to hurry up and grab their backpacks, get their shoes on, and get out the door to get to school. And, and so trying to make those habits better. But I think, again, it's going to go back to what you just said about choices, right? It's a choice. I got to set my alarm earlier and do those things. And so, working on that. And I don't know if our listeners struggle with that stuff too, but it's certain, certainly something we can all get better at. But let's let's talk about um, back. I mean, this hundred day challenge. And, and, and you got the person that's successful, right? They're already successful, and they're listening to this and they think, all right, great. This is maybe this sometimes can be for people that are a little behind. But I'm successful now. But I want to make a bigger impact. What do I need to do to make a bigger impact in the world? that we live in today? That, believe it or not, it's a much easier answer than, than people think it is. Here's the deal. Um, I want to take you back to a decision I made about 15 years back. Um, you know, it's funny, knowing what you do for a living, when I, 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 one thing my folks, my dad talked to me about, you know, making money, but he never really told me about investing it. So I really didn't have an investment strategy at all until I was in my late 20s, and I made every, <laughs> every bad mistake. So I made it and spent it, made it and spent it. And it wasn't until, strangely enough, I stumbled across Peter Lynch's uh, book, and uh, who's oh, yeah. the, the investment advisor at Fidelity, and he talked about investing companies whose products you buy. And real simple, you know, if you, if you buy Nike, buy stock. If you buy IBM, buy that. If you buy McDonald's, buy that. And I thought, you know what, I, I got it. So that was my introduction, if you will. Well, I want to take that and roll that into my business model. As time had gone on, you talk about intentional repetition, I had decided that I only wanted to work at a, at a very, very high level, and I only wanted to work with people that were already playing in an A-league. 
So who is that? Well, that's professional athletes. These are Oscar Award winners. These are people at the top of their game. But from a, from a very strategic standpoint, for me, military was key. And I started to do work, and I've been doing work for the last 12 years now with every branch of the Special Forces. So we're talking about Delta, we're talking about you know, Navy SEALs, recons, and, and everything, and even some international. Okay, so here's the question I'm constantly posed with. And every time I sit down with these guys or I wind up going to a base and, and go through it, I constantly focus in on this one question. How do the best get better? How can I take people who are already at the top of their game and take them to a higher level? And, and I have a very simple philosophy on it. There's, it's like a three-legged stool. There's three points. There's what you want, what are the goals, what's the mission. Everyone's already clear on that. The second part, why? Why are we here? Why is this important? Why does this need to get executed the way that it is? And that's real clear as well. And I believe it's in, in your case as well. You know what you want why you want it. That leaves me with one last leg, and that is the how. So to me, in order for somebody to get to the next level, it's not about improving their what's. It's not about improving or intensifying their why's. It's about improving and intensifying their how's. How do the best get better? So the strategy to me is how do you improve your how? And, and at the end of the day, that's where you have the greatest control. How can you get faster? How can you get better? How can you increase your referral rate? How can you become a better parent? How can you ex- – what are this? And, and to me, it's not large things. This is why we talk about everything counts. People think I'm nuts when I say this. I believe in focusing on what I call micro decisions. So as an example, when I work with the Navy SEALs, you talk about every breath counts. You have to have that conversation with a sharpshooter. Every detail counts, camouflage counts, the wind velocity counts, uh, everything counts. There's nothing left to chance because it, 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 you know, a mission could fall apart on the smallest of detail. And you start to carry that out and you start to realize that, that, it, that it, it, the best way for anyone to look at it is you need to focus in on improving your how. Because if you look at any industry, I don't care if you're, again, if you're a, an investment advisor or anything else, there's certain rules and ways you go about doing anything. Every business could ultimately be looked at and broken down into its, or deconstructed and looked at as a series of components could be taught to someone else. But the thing that you cannot, cannot teach really is how to get the result. And whether it's you finesse it, whether it's with showmanship, whether it's faster, easier, maybe it's with a little bit more persuasion, with a smile, it, there's a whole host of things. And, and I think that's the beauty of it. And I focus in on those small nuances that get people to improve their how. So long answer to a short question, but I hope that provides some insight. Yeah, no, and I think, too, I want to take that a little step further is when you talk about that how, I always talk about when you know your why, any how is possible. Right? So when I know how clear I am in my vision, uh, you know, clarity precedes mastery, all those things, right? When I know my why and why I get up every single day to provide for my family, provide for our firm, provide for the community, whatever it may be, whatever the drive is, I believe that then any how is possible. Would you agree with that? I, I do. I, I do. But let's just, it's not even a but. Let's just carry that a little bit further. L- look at it from the whole idea that if you're already playing at a very, very high level and you consider yourself to be successful, what is, what is left for you? I mean, the only thing you can do is to improve your how. That's where you get to the next level. So right. for, for, a, for a doctor to be considered great, to, to be considered preeminent, that's going to come down to improving your bedside manner. That's going to come down to a whole host of a, a million small little decisions and refinements. How do, you, how do you take a guy, a golfer, a professional golfer, the top of his game? You tell him he's got to restart from scratch? No, there's small refinements. That's, that's all really comes down to. So it's improving and finessing the small things in order to get to, a, get, get to an entirely new level of performance, and that's the key to it. So I want to spend some time now on fear, and let, let's use, you know, we won't use names, obviously, because we can't do that, but let's talk about uh, th- those Oscar award-winning actors. Let's talk about those, you know, top-level athletes, top-level business people. Where do you see fear playing a role, and, and I'm going to go someplace with this in a minute, but do you see fear playing a role in their lives? Well, of course it does. It plays a role in everyone's life. And here's the thing about it. There's no way you're going to eliminate fear. So let me just, let's start from that standpoint. Fear is here to stay. Resistance is here to stay. Procrastination is here to stay. They're part of the process of growth, of maturity, of becoming a professional. They just are. The, the understanding you need to have, and it, just can't, and it can't be unintellectual. You really have to be able to embrace it. But everything that you desire in life is always going to be found in one place, 
on the other side of fear. That's it. It's as simple and as simple and as difficult as that. But it's right. not going in. It's not going anywhere. Going anywhere. And, and would you say? Uh, would you say those fears? Uh, do they ever blow up to be as big as we put them in our mind to be? <laughs> you know the answer to that. Of course not. Exactly. All right. I'm just building this theme here. People get tired of me saying it every single episode, but I just love the fact that every single person, and we've released 33 podcasts now. This is the 50th guest we've got uh, today. You are. So thanks for being my 50th guest, Gary. But all 50 of them literally laugh or pause because they never blow up to be the what we think they're going to be. I was just in a meeting this morning with a guy who's making a career change. Uh, he's in the finance industry, but he, he's coming into our firm, and, and we were talking about fears and the fears he has, and that's one of the things we talked about. He said, you know what? You're right. All the things I've put in my mind, none of them have ever blown up to be as big as what I thought they would be. And so you're just validating that. You know, Brett, you were, you were saying something earlier about attitude, and, and that really comes into this whole thing. You, you you need to look at it and, and understand what fear is all about, why it exists, and, and everything else. But the obstacle is the way. The fear, more than anything else, has positive direction associated with it. So rather than run from it, what you have to understand is is that the fear is is pointing you towards growth, towards opportunity, towards enlightenment, towards towards prosperity, towards a whole host of things. And rather than, than look at it as the boogeyman, as the enemy, just realize that, you know what, that's the greatest gift that you're going to have. And this, the best thing that you can do is to move towards it, not run away from it. And like, that's huge right there, move, running towards it, not away from it, because it is. That's exactly how you battle through it. Um, so let's talk about key partnerships for success. Obviously, we can't do this alone, right? We cannot be successful by ourselves. Walk us through personally what you've done, what you've seen other great people do uh, to build the team around and what's that team look like? I, pu- I play at a real high level when it comes to this. I don't, I don't have a staff. I have one person who works for me. Everything else I contract out. And there's a couple of reasons for it, but not just tax reasons. The biggest one is um, I, I could let somebody go real fast if they don't live by my standards or, or rise to them. So – you know, I've surrounded myself now with a team of 11, 11 professionals, all independent, run their own business, and so on and so forth. Largely, for each one of them, probably their largest client. But there's a there's a there's a level of expectation which is very clear, and this is the way. Can you walk us through those? Like, what what is one? What's an example of one of those? Okay, I'll give you an idea. Um, I, whenever I do audio tapes or anything along this way, or cut an MP3 or video. I don't contract any of that stuff out. I, this is my life. My name's on it. I write copy, so I get that done. Once I go in and I basically have that done, I send, I send a script to an editor. The editor basically does their work, and I tell them straight on out. I said, don't take my voice away. All I want you to do is clean up. So there's an understanding of what we're looking for. I'm going to walk you through this process. Once that, once that file comes back to me, I take a look at it, make sure that I'm absolutely 100% comfortable, give it to my assistant. She emails it over and schedules it with, uh, with, with the recording studio. And there's one guy in particular that I work with. So we put it on the calendar. I show up always a couple minutes early. They have everything that I'm looking for from the standpoint of bottle of water, chair a certain way, volume. Everything is mic tested and so forth. I hate to go in the studio and do test, test, one, two, one, two, one, two. Right. I tell them straight on up, I am not coming there to run a test. I'm coming there to record and get in and out as quickly as possible. And I'm a one or two take guy. Just I, I run it very clean. And that's a key point. Let me tell you something right now. Professionals work with scripts. And if you take the time to look at, go to a Broadway play, turn on turn on a TV and watch Seinfeld. And trust me, every single word and nuance is scripted, right down to the eye contact, the mascara, the clothing they're going to wear. Nothing is left to chance. Amateurs are the ones yep. who wing it. Professionals don't. Okay. So now, as soon as I get done. And the editor and I, and we go through it, and we basically, I work with Brian, we make the necessary edits. He knows immediately to send that off to my team in India. So I don't have to go back. My assistant has to deal with it. So what he does is sends it off to the team there, say, Gary's already approved this. This is what he's looking for, and he basically sends it out. And I let them know the exact deadline. He passes that message along. They take care of it. 
they basically work on the background music, on the file slides, and a whole host of other things. Once that is done, that goes then to a videographer. Again, I'm not touching any of this. And this basically changes about three or four hands. Here's what I've, the, the expectations I have from people. I, I tell them straight on up. I don't want to go back and forth, have emails, and deal with so on and so forth. We're going to use Slack. Everyone's going to be on the same line. I said, when, it, when it's done and your job is done to the specifications that we've already discussed, you pass it along to the next person. And that works its way through, and eventually what I get a couple of days later is a finished product that we can immediately, it, quite frankly, I don't even get it. It goes right to my webmaster. He puts it online, sends me a link, and says, you want to take a look and listen, and it's done. So I've removed myself from having to interact with everybody, everyone, all of my you know, team members, if you will, do all that work, and everyone understands exactly what's, you know, what, what, what the game is. And as a result of that, everybody gets paid quickly. Um, and in many cases, everyone even gets a bonus. Let me even share that with you. With my assistant, and this may be helpful, I'm a big believer in yep. open book management. So I have, I run it, I run the books open. So she knows, wife knows, you know, and, 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 and so forth. And I tell her straight on up, here's our goal for this launch you're going to be required to basically manage all of these different links in the chain. If we're able to hit this number, I'll tell you right now, there's a 2% kicker in here. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to do about $5 million of revenue on, on September 22nd. 2% of $5 million is a nice bonus check, and she'll get that a week hmm. after this, the launch closes. So, And I tell her straight on up, I, I need you to be up. So tell your husband and tell your kids, I need you to be up 24-7. You need to be available to me. And if something goes wrong, if the server goes down, I'm going to call you, and I'm expecting you to get basically get up. So she understands the the deal, but quite frankly, you know, she uh, she's hey, in a for a hundred grand she, next week or in a couple of weeks, I should, you, should, you can handle that stuff. In bonuses alone, if we do four launches a year, she makes close to five hundred grand. Yeah, Whew. you might have some job applications coming today, Gary. Hopefully nobody from my firm's listening, right? <laughs> <laughs> but every, but you know, uh, everyone, everyone knows the job. What's got to get done? But here's what right. I'm going to realize. It, and, and here's the key takeaway. Forget about it, what, what I do. And let me just tell you the, the, the secret. The secret sauce to it is this: is that in order for you to get superior results, you have to have high standards, superior standards, and you can't negotiate down on those standards. You only negotiate up. And 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 I found that you know there's an old saying: what you put up with, you end up with. If I tolerate it, I endorse it, and I will not endorse mediocrity. I will not endorse being late. I will not endorse sloppy work. I will find somebody who will rise to the standards that I expect in the play at. End of story. And you know what? Everyone does, and everyone gets gets paid well. And you know, it's it, the, the business homes. It's a nice way to do things. I'm writing that one down. I will not endorse mediocrity. I love it. I love it. All right, let's uh, let's talk about your bucket list, man. What's next for you? You've done obviously a lot of amazing things in your life, uh, but life, in my opinion, is about experiences and making memories. So, what's what's next for you, the family, the business, whatever it is? Yeah, there's a lot, but here's here's the the next project on my list. I own two words, got goals. I own the trademark for them. I also own the trademark for for t-shirts, for, for products, meaning for notebooks, anything I want to do. This is going to be a 30-day goal-setting program for kids based on one question. What are, the, what are the 30 things that every kid needs to master by the time they're 18 years of age? So my intention is this, is to teach kids a lot of the lessons they haven't been learned at home or in school, if you will, and to position yeah. them for success so that they're ready to make things happen in a real big way. But the beautiful part about this is this is going to be a, a worldwide global phenomenon. We're going to roll this out early part of 2018. I'm just pretty stoked about that. Well, that is awesome. Yeah, I look forward to hearing more about that. I mean, I mean we talk about this all the time at home with our kids. we got four boys, and uh, my wife and I are very goal-oriented. But, I mean, for those that don't get that stuff, like you said, at home or at school, this is a game-changer, man. Good for you. Thanks. All right, so where can our listeners uh, find more of, uh, of you? Where are you at, social media-wise, website? Where can they find more of Gary Ryan Blair? You know, brother, maybe that's another good point to make as well. Um, there's a book that influenced me a couple of years ago. By the way, go to 100daychallenge.com. Go to, my blog is everythingcounts.com, and I appreciate you asking me that, Brad. Here's, uh, here's the deal. There's a book that influenced me in, 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 in a way that's really hard to describe. And it was basically titled, The Best Service is No Service. I repeat, The Best Service is No Service. 
and it was written by uh, an ex-VP of Amazon and a, just a brilliant consultant. And the premise of the book is pretty simple. Make your product so good, so solid, make it so it works, that you eliminate the need for customer service, that it's just easy, it's intuitive, it gets results, it's repeatable, uh, and it doesn't break down. And I thought, you know, that's brilliant. So I, I've done everything I can to eliminate customer service calls, issues, and so forth, because the argument they made is the only reason why customer service is needed is if something breaks down, if there's something wrong or an inefficiency, if you will, in your system. And I thought, man, that's a brilliant observation. That stood out for me. And I took that, and I'm like, how can I apply that to other places? And here's, here's what struck me. The best selling is no selling. Just think about this for a minute. The best selling is no selling. So what I did was I decided, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build my business on best practices, and I, want, I, don't want to, I don't want to spend a dime on social media. I, I just don't, want, I, I don't like it. It's not my personality. I, I don't care to tell somebody what I ate for lunch or where my family's going for vacation. I decided to do what, what every rainmaker does on Wall Street, what the best plastic surgeons do in the world, what the best, best attorneys do, is they run their business on referrals. So I haven't made a sales call in, in 15 years. Um, everything that I do is 100% referral-based. I, I had 42 speeches so far this year. Every one of them came in um, came in from a referral, took about three minutes to close, just a simple conversation. The sale was made before we even got on the phone. And I think that's something that if, if people are going to measure something, especially if anyone listening is in sales or marketing or an entrepreneur, I'm going to tell you something, guys, gals. Um, Look at your referral rate right now, and if it's only 5%, just make a decision. You're going to get that up to 20% by the end of the year, and if it's 20%, get it up to 40 or 50 But the quicker and the faster, just if you could run your life and your business on referrals, number one, you eliminate the sales cycle. It's gone because you're transferring the trust from one relationship to the next. People just say, I want to do business with you, and it's fantastic. Right. When I hear people say they have a long sales cycle, I'm like, oh, brother, man, you are doing something seriously, seriously wrong. So anyway, that's, uh, again, another long answer, but it just, that was a, I think that's an important decision that I made and I think everyone needs to make if you consider yourself a professional. Well, man, this has been great, Gary. I really appreciate it. And you've inspired me. You've inspired our listeners. And uh, everybody go to the 100daychallenge.com. Check it out. Uh, I'm on there. I, it, it's going to be a phenomenal. I look forward to starting it on September 22nd. And I uh, look forward to doing it with you and the community of you know thousands and thousands of other people. Uh, that are doing it. So uh, thanks for the time today, Gary. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, finish strong, my friend. Love it, man. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.